Hello and welcome to Good Morning Thailand. Today we'll be talking about some of the news topics from across the country, starting with our first story today, bad news for foreigners with foreign income living in Thailand because the government in Thailand is going to tighten tax rules on overseas income to aid the Thai economy. That's right. Thailand will tighten loopholes in its tax rules uh, on overseas income as the new government seeks to lower income inequality as well as raise revenue to pay for measures to stimulate the economy. The finance ministry last week issued the stricter rule on overseas income. Prime Minister Sreta Thavisin told a business forum on Monday. The new rule, which will take effect on January the 1st, 2024, will enable authorities to tax foreign income of individuals if they had been a resident of Thailand for at least 180 days in the particular assessment year. This is according to the Thai Revenue Department's announcement. Some people may not be happy that I am digging into this area, but inequality is a big issue, says Mr. Stretha, referring to the growing wealth gap between because of tax loopholes. The principle of tax is that you must pay tax on income you earn no matter how you earn it. I guess even if you haven't earned it in Thailand. Mm. Uh, the new coalition government led by the Pueh Thai Party needs revenue to pay for its stimulus plan that is central to Mr. Sreta's economic agenda. One of the measures announced by his administration is a 560 billion baht cash handout to 55 million Thai adults around the first quarter of next year to spur domestic demand. Now, mm. I am no uh, political science or e economic uh, major, but how is me earning money from overseas uh, related to inequality in Thailand? Uh, yeah, that's uh, a big question. And uh, the thing is, it's about how many people just come to Thailand and live here, right? And live yeah. off of money that they have from other sources of income from yeah. other parts of the world. 180 so, days is, is, is a fairly long time. You're yeah. an expat. But I mean, mm. let, let's say, for example, living as an expat in Thailand, mm -hmm. right? Obviously, if you have a business here and you're paying your taxes, good on you. Mm -hmm. But why would it be... Uh, you saved a problem for me to earn, let's say, money from Singapore or back in the U.S., back mm -hmm. in the U.K. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people work online, too, and maybe you're doing sort of import-export yeah. shipping sales, making money from yeah. all over the yeah. world. So that's Look, tough to track. They're living in Thailand, and mm -hmm. okay, like, you know, the Thai government has a right to, I guess, tax for whatever reason. Uh, but uh, I just don't understand how that will fix inequality in Thailand, because as that's the reason being stated by the prime minister. Mm, stimulus package. They need money to like give money to the poor. Oh, okay. that's, that's what they're trying to do. I so see. raising money just to give it away. So usually giving money directly take money away from. Well, I'll tell you the rich farangs and give it to. Yeah, I mean, take from a Robin Hood policy, basically. And uh, mm. the point of it is, if you give money to poor people, they go out and spend it, right? If yeah. you give money to rich people, you know, what's the thousand dollars to Bill Gates, right? Okay. He'll just throw it on his gold pile. But if you give a thousand dollars to a poor Thai person, they're going out and spending it and boosting mm. the economy, actually using the money. So that's the point of stimulus packages. Usually, is just to kickstart GDP. What do you, What do you think is going mm. to be the response to this? Like, I mean, you, let's say you're a foreigner in Thailand. Let's say you've got an income on in America. Does mm. that Does that annoy you? Yeah, yeah, sure. But what are they going to do? Leave? Yeah, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't know. I mean, uh. me being a perfect example of a foreigner living in Thailand. Yep. I'll just be like, shut up and take my money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love being here. Please don't deport me. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the I'll end game. I'll do whatever you say. Uh, that's, uh, and they got us by that. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Okay. <clears throat>
Uh, and mm. just for FYI, mm -hmm. the previous rule allowed residents with foreign income to be taxed only if the money is remitted into Thailand in the same year in which it was earned. The Thailand mm. measure is meant to close the loophole of people deferring transfer of their overseas income to a different year. Uh -huh. Loopholes. Yeah. Hashtag loopholes. For sure. Uh, on mm -hmm. that note... Uh, Prime Minister Sretatavisin has also ordered the finance ministry to review the new land and building tax as well as inheritance tax in an effort to reduce income disparity. And that's what happens when you have a prime minister uh, who is well versed in business and is a successful businessman. He taxes everything. Hmm. All right. Yeah. We're now going to move on to our <laughs> next story, which is uh, regarding a party probe. Yeah, so a uh, disastrous dinner party ended in the death of two police officers, and the AMLO is now increasing its investigation speed into the incident. So uh, the Anti-Money Laundering Office, or AMLO, is fast-tracking an investigation into police officers who attended the housewarming party of village headman Kun Prawin Chanklai, also known as Nok, which led to the death of two police officers. The victims of the fatal shooting were Police Major Siwakorn Saibua, a 32-year-old highway police inspector who ultimately succumbed to multiple bullet injuries, and Police Lieutenant Colonel Wasin Panpi. Both officers were part of Highway Police Subdivision 2. Detailed scrutiny is required as this case is nuanced. Around 10.30 a.m. yesterday, September 18th, a small group of police officers tasked with disentangling the shooting case was reported at the AMLO. The team, led by Police Lieutenant Colonel Anake, uh, Deputy Director of the AMLO, attended a meeting with the small investigation team prior to a bigger meeting with Police Lieutenant General Kun Jirapop, the commander of the Central Investigation Bureau. Uh, the first press conference to the mass media was also scheduled for the same day. National Police Officer Police Lieutenant Colonel Anake provided an update on the progress stating that the officers present, present at the housewarming party of the headman Nok are currently under review. They are doing an investigation if any individuals are guilty of neglect of duty under Article 157 or whether they have given false testimony. As this is a sensitive matter, a thorough review is required to ensure fairness for all involved. It was expected that clarity would emerge on this day regarding the police officers who will be prosecuted, including those summoned to acknowledge the charges. It was reported that 13 police officers are facing charges of neglecting their duty under Article 157. Two of the accused officers hold the rank of Director, Police Lieutenant Colonel Panut, and Commander of Provincial Police Re Region, Nakon Patom, and Police Lieutenant Colonel Krisadapon. Uh, the National Police Officer, Police Lieutenant Colonel Wisnu Prasatong Osat, commented briefly that the team, is the team leader is currently verifying information about all the police officers involved in the incident. So they are working within a 15-day time frame to try and bring this uh, to light. Uh, mm. We'll see what happens in the end, but this has really shook up uh, social media because this is like it's police on police crime. It seems like there was some sort of corruption involved. Two guys died while a bunch of other police officers were present. So we're trying to figure out what happened on this night. Uh, and we need to, uh, yeah, let the investigation unfold. We'll bring you the updates. All right. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on to mm. our next story, which is actually... Uh, Regarding quite a famous public figure, uh, life coach Sean Buranahiran's wildfire of legal troubles, uh, self-help guru is in hot seat. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, in a recent turn of events that has sent shockwaves through the self-help community, renowned life coach Sean Buranahiran finds himself embroiled in a legal quagmire. He is facing serious allegations of duping the public and misappropriating funds intended for wild 
fire relief efforts, the prosecutor's office in Nantaburi formally issued summons calling upon the victims to provide their testimonies on October 10. The genesis of the scandal can be traced back to Sean's public appeal for financial contributions to support firefighters combating devastating forest fires in Chiang Mai. However, the narrative took a dramatic twist when a post emerged on the Mampo Dam social media page. The post authored by an individual claiming to be a member of the Forest Fire Fighting Brigade in Chiang Mai, alleged that the officials had not received any form of assistance or monetary aid from Sean. In an attempt to clear the air, Sean took to his own Facebook page uh, and said that to elucidate his stance on the matter. Despite his clarifications, the controversy refused to die down. Uh, adding fuel to the fire, the CSILA page recently disclosed that the Nantaburi prosecutor decided to formally charge Sean. The mm. charges leveled against him include deception of the general populace and the misallocation of charitable donations. The victims who were initially assembled by the CS CSILA page approximately three years prior have now received official court letters and are prepared to testify against Sean. Legal documents disseminated by the page reveal that the victims are slated to appear in court on the afternoon of October 10, precisely at 1.30 p.m. The revelations have elicited a torrent of public commentary with the CSI LA pages post garnering a considerable amount of attention in a remarkably short period. Mm. Shocking news. I mean, I, I mean, I used to watch this guy on Facebook all the time. Yeah. Uh, Sean's quite a popular influencer, life coach. Personality. He has, yeah, yeah. He personality. He has a lot of videos on Facebook that are actually quite uh, helping and uh, quite um, yeah, positive. Sure. He normally sends very positive energy. It's quite shocking to see that he's uh, involved in such a story, uh, especially, mm. uh, you know, controversy. Well, yeah, I'm curious to see how he's justifying the, like, where the money yeah, went. Uh, exactly. Because, yeah, it didn't go where it was supposed to be going. And, you know, this is like, this frustrates me. I don't like it because uh, people taking up causes and, you know, pe of course, wildfire, I want to help. Take yeah. my money, right? Yeah. And then, all right, did that actually help? So it's very important, guys, when you're giving charitable donations to yeah. make sure you know where that money yeah. is going towards. Probably an influencer is not the best channel for all of it, they'll they'll usually link you to real organizations where you can donate well, directly. To be to be honest, I mean, a, a lot of influencers actually do do a lot of, you sure. know, charity work. Yeah. And like in a time of crisis, like this guy, like I mean, I mean, just mm. look at the pictures himself. Like he actually gets quite involved yeah. in it himself. So people trust a figure like him. Right. And look, there are two sides of the story. This investigation has not been wrapped. Right. Right. Perhaps he does have a very good explanation. Right. Yeah. Of what went wrong and mm. why uh, it didn't happen, or mm. or uh, I'm hoping, or uh, but um. Well, like yeah. I said, this kind of thing can be uh, avoided mm. if they go directly to organizations that are set up for charity, Fair. right? Like, True. I think that's and, – yeah. and usually influencers that are doing that, they're raising for an All organization, right. we'll not say. here's my bank account transfer yeah. to me kind of thing. So Fair enough. that's, that's – uh, we'll see what the explanation is. I don't know mm. what it is, but he's in trouble. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. well, I don't know. <clears throat> All right, uh, we're going to move on to our next story, which mm. is regarding uh, a homecoming horror. Yeah, indeed. So a TikTok user was away from his home for a year and came back to his house to see it completely stripped bare and burglarized. So a shocking discovery was made by a TikTok user after a year away from home. His house had been burgled and stripped bare. Upon his return, uh, the user known as At This Hole 
found his house burgled and in a state of disarray, stripped bare by the burglars. The entire place was littered with debris, with every item that had any potential resale value taken. The video clip shared on TikTok showcased the havoc wreaked within the residence. Everything that could be sold was ripped out, dismantled, and destroyed. The house was practically reduced to a dump filled with piles of rubbish. The user expressed his shock at the extent of the damage. He said, quote, When we haven't returned home for a year, and this is what happens, the house is ravaged, the chandeliers are torn down, everything is gone, even the sink is taken. The thieves nowadays are really extraordinary. Every light bulb was taken, and even the gas stove was taken. If we didn't come back now, the house would be nothing but pillars. The safe was opened, and all the valuable items were taken. All the things that could be sold are gone. Following the spread of the post, numerous people chimed in with their comments. When asked about security cameras, the user revealed that he had, while he had installed two, they were not the type that required an SD card and weren't connected to Wi-Fi. Unfortunately, these were also stolen, leaving no evidence to catch the culprits. The incident serves as a stark reminder of the importance of security, particularly when properties are left unattended for long periods of time. Uh, that's pretty funny. He had security cameras. What happened to them? They stole them. So mm. <laughs> can't figure out what happens. Oh, no. That is a bummer, man. To Doesn't just... it go in the cloud or something? Uh, yeah, right? Like, apparently it was not that kind of security camera. It was VCR. So, yeah. Pretty ironic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, there's video of us. Let's take yeah. it. Cool. Right. But very unfortunate. Hopefully uh, some of this can, hopefully they can track down whoever yeah. did this, but seems unlikely. Well, I mean, you know, they did leave for a year. Right. Because, uh, I mean, it's common in Western culture to have someone house sit, mm -hmm. which uh, which was quite strange for me. Like, when I was uh, younger, I think my boss or something asked me to house sit in his house. And I was like, I, was like, I know I'm your employee. I guess you trust me. But, mm -hmm. like, you're just going to let someone house sit, like, live in your house for, like, a couple of <clears> weeks <throat> because you're out of town. But I guess that way they feel safer. They right. don't have to worry about anything. This is exactly the reason why, right? Like, mm. you need somebody checking in just to make sure someone hasn't stripped the place bare. That's mm. unfortunate. Yeah. Mm. All oh. right. <laughs> well, we're going to move on to our next story, which mm. is regarding fake love and scams mm. in Thailand. Thai women's pursuit of love leads to a legal battle against Facebook dating service scam. Mm. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Um, seven Thai women, seven Thai women seeking rich, high-profile foreign husbands reached out to a renowned Thai lawyer, Kundesha, after falling victim to a dating service scam on Facebook. A 43-year-old woman named Aw is representing the victims. Aw revealed that she's a single mother who had to take care of her child and her mother. She earns 55,000 baht a month working for a private company operating over 48,000 square meters of rubber plantations. Aw said she could not earn enough to cover all her expenses, so she decided to look for a wealthy foreign husband because she wanted to work abroad. She came across a dating service on Facebook called Online Matchmaker, which appeared trustworthy due to its followers of 100,000 people. Hmm. Or, Aw added to the page's uh, administrator, uh, who called herself Coach Pilek, presented herself as a specialist in procuring foreign husbands. She always streamed live videos where she talked to her followers and advised them on how to secure foreign partners or disclosed that she had initiated contact with Coach Pilek through Facebook mes Messenger and paid a membership of about 7,000 baht. Coach Pilek then created a profile with her personal information and requested her to select the packages she wanted. The first package 
30,000 baht, offers ordinary foreigners with standard incomes. The second package, 50,000 baht, offers foreigners with specific professions such as engineers and doctors. And the third package, 100,000 baht, offers rich and high-profile foreigners such as farm owners or businessmen. Aw said she chose the first package and waited for updates for about three to four months with no progress. Aw decided to ask Coach Pilek about her status, but Coach Pilek refused to speak to her and later complained about her appearances live streaming video. Mm. According to Aw, Coach Pilek said, Aw did not match with any foreigners because she was ugly. <laughs> Coach Pilek then urged Aw to act like her to attract the attention of foreigners. Aw went to reveal that more women reached out to her and shared similar experiences. Each victim lost nearly 40,000 baht to Coach Pilek, with some victims paying her over 100,000 baht for the exclusive package. Aw said that Coach Pilek continues to operate her deceptive dating Facebook page and gaining more and more more clients. Mm. Channel 3 reported that they contacted Coach Pilek for an interview about the matter, but Coach Pilek refused to give any details. Coach Pilek posted an update on Facebook yesterday. I will be streaming a video on 10 a.m. to thank over 100 clients who believe in me. Do not worry, followers. Let's leave the case to my legal representatives. The truth is always the truth. Mm. I mean, this story just highlights how weirdly transactional romance in thailand is doesn't it? Romance. <laughs> like, is this romance this is very business-like right <laughs> like you're, you're not even paying to, you're, you're paying to like gain yeah. access to tears of foreigner like that's just wild <laughs> and, to me and i love how this lady has just got like a client list of exclusive uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. wealthy to hard-working foreigner yeah women. i don't know she's working her thing <laughs> i wonder if I she know. has an ad for it who knows man hundred thousand followers that doesn't yeah. just happen Happen, right? like, Are you uh -huh. down and tired of being alone? Do you want to find yourself a rich foreigner man? Well, join us in Facebook where we have three tiers of foreigners available for your love life. I want to see the pictures of the dudes at each tier. I want yeah. to see what that looks like. Yeah. And then like each category has like a profile like, yeah. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm young and hardworking and I'm ambitious for my life. What's and, up? And then there's like, ladies. Hi, I'm Tan. I've lived my life, and I'm just looking for a partner to join me in my journey. Companionship, yeah. And then third's yeah. just like, I'm rich, and I'm Rick. What's <laughs> <laughs> that one? I like that. No, that voice is and good. And I like to have fun. They, uh, Come join me in my farm and eat Sam. He should do the news like that every morning. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let us know what category you fall in, viewers. <laughs> uh, but now we're going to move on to our last topic, which mm. is regarding ancient ice cream. Mm. Yes. So uh, a temple is starting to offer ancient ice cream in order to attract more visitors. Uh, so a unique idea of ancient ice cream molded from artifacts found in the historic Sitep Park has attracted swarms of tourists. Yesterday, the Sitep uh, Facebook page posted images of the ice cream designed with various patterns matching those of the ancient site in Sitep Pechabun. The post declared, quote, ancient ice cream of the ancient city of Sitep. Intend not only uh, in trend not only offers delicious ice cream with cool patterns, but also a chance to discover what these patterns are and where they are located in the CTEP city. The ice cream will be available until September 24th at the CTEP World Heritage Celebration held at Kaoklang Nok CTEP Pechabun. The Facebook post attracted many comments, likes, and shares, with netizens expressing their admiration and asking for the shop's coordinates. Comments range from "Wow, so beautiful, love it," and "Absolutely stunning, may I have one?" to humorous remarks like "Scary." If I bite it, will I be cursed? I dare not. 
In addition, it was reported that the 45th session of the World Heritage Committee was held from September 10th to 25th in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, with 53 items on the agenda. The ancient city of Sitep was included as item 31, with deliberation expected to take place in the evening of September 18th or the morning of 19th due to the four-hour time difference with Thailand. Uh, now, Sitep Historical National Park is located four kilometers from uh, east of the Pasok River in Sitep District, Pechabun Province, and it covers an area of approximately 4.7 square kilometers. Go check it out. Ancient city of Sitep, ancient ice cream to match. I think it's a fun little scavenger hunt idea. I like the design. Yeah, they're cool. I'd eat that ice cream. Apparently, they match designs built around the city, so you mm. can scavenger hunt your way around. That's and, pretty uh, cool. Right? Like, that's neat. Tick them off. Like, that's kind of fun. Yeah. A little dessert as well as a little scavenger hunt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why not? Sign me up. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, those are some of the news topics from across the country today. Uh, and that's it from us. We'll see you live again tomorrow morning. Until then, see you. Take care. Bye-bye. Mm. Bye-bye.